No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie pumper tonight. A lovely day, lovely weekend, a lovely few days since I saw you last time. Because I certainly have. As always, so much to get through, so little time. If you'd like to leave a tip during the show, you know how to do it. If you'd like to share the show, you know how to do that too. You know where to follow me. Thank you for joining us. So much to get through. It's a very exciting day today, ladies and gentlemen. It's very exciting. Just... Just a lot of excitement kind of pulsating around my local environment right now. I don't know if you're aware or not. Uh, We're doing a lot of very exciting things here. Safety conscious things, ladies and gentlemen. Protective things. Things to keep people safe. And and the hits keep coming. The good times keep fucking rolling. (laughs) Believe it or not. Ambelina with the diamond. Thank you for the diamond, Ambelina. There was no comment. Was there a comment with that? Because it didn't show me a comment. So if, it, if there was a comment with that, my gravest apologies. But it seems the software is letting me down. Don't worry, in the future, that won't be a problem for any of us. Just a little shout out to Ambelina, by the way, because Ambelina is currently going through the coof. She's in, she's in her second week of the coof, ladies and gentlemen. So send a little bit of positiveness, send a few vibes up into the atmosphere or whatever you do with them. Send them to Ambelina because we need her to pull through because she's the official... Daily Boogie podcast custodian of Bumpy the Butt Plug, who now resides in Texas in what I can only imagine to be a very warm and cozy house out there in Texas. So get well soon, Amber, because if you're not around, then you know, obviously little, little Bumpy is going to go on unappreciated. <laughs> and we can't have that for our little Bumpy. Thank you for joining us. Like I said, a lot of exciting things happening here. It is going to be a little bit of a local update for you because, you know, I like to keep you informed purely because the things that we're discussing here today on the show, the things that we have been discussing, this is now volume six of the live from lockdown series here at Daily Boogie Enterprises. <laughs> so there was live from lockdown one, two, three, and four. Those are your staples. You have to watch them first. And then there was... Uh, Live from Lockdown New York edition, and today we have the New Rules edition. You see how we do things here? It's so clever. So fucking clever. Because luckily for us, there's new rules, you know, basically every day. You're really going to appreciate this one. New singles bubble registrar will track who Sydney ciders are dating, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, did I mention it's all about keeping you safe or what? Winning TV with a diamond. Shout out to the boys. Shout out from the boys at ROTC. Hey, yo, hey, yo. Royce Lopez and Mersh. Tip of the hat, ROTC. Thank you very much. I wasn't watching. I probably should have been. Thank you very much. I'll probably watch. I like to watch ROTC like after work. Well, like during work. So after I start work. So, you know, maybe eight, nine hours from now. 
that's when I generally, I, I, I very rarely get to watch anything live at, at this point in time, you know what I mean? So I'll go back and watch it tonight and then I'll get a nice little buzz, a nice little, you know, booster shot of feel good vibes as I'm driving around my, you know, ring of steel as it's called, which is the quarantine area, which is nice. Very safe in the ring of steel. And I'll get a nice little happy vibe out of it right at the end of the of the episode, if I make it that far. So I might not. Do <laughs> that. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. I'll see you in hell. So like I said, very exciting new rules here in Sydney, ladies and gentlemen. The new singles bubble registrar will track who Sydney siders are dating. If you're having a hard time computing this headline, let me help you out. Basically, what it means is if you are living alone and you want to have somebody come over and visit you, right? Just one person, not a big party or anything. Like the parents are going out, no parties. I promise I'll only have Jimmy over. It'll just be me and Jimmy and that's it. We'll just play video games and then we'll go to bed. Okay. You know, that was a privilege afforded to the responsible young adult at some point during their adolescence. But that privilege has now been taken away from all adults in Sydney because the new rule, one of the new rules that we're going to discuss tonight is if you're a single person and you're living alone and you want somebody to come and visit you, whether it's a friend or a booty call or whatever, you can only nominate, you can have one nominated friend who can come and see you. I swear to God. And you have to now call the government, call the health authorities, and you have to register your friend as the friend that you're allowing to come over. <laughs> so just so we can keep track of you, just so we can keep an eye on who you're mixing with and who you're fumbling around with, okay? Because it's all about keeping you safe. Gladys Berejiklian, who is our premier, you know, ergo governor, Gladys Berejiklian's new singles bubble registrar will inadvertently become a list of who's sleeping with who as a broader New South Wales-wide crackdown does... I love a good crackdown. Don't you love a crackdown? We don't have enough crackdowns. <laughs> a New South Wales-wide crackdown designed to track... Ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is the article. It's designed, quote, designed to track daily movements. <laughs> Just openly saying it. Oh, boy. And I mean, you can show people the quote. You can say, look, no, no, it's 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 real. It's literally quoted here. Track daily movements. And they go, ah, you're reading too much fake news. Uh, this comes from the Daily Mail. So maybe, maybe it's all fake. Maybe it's all conspiracy. I, what I like to imagine is this is probably creating some awkward moments between singles, right? Because what if you're the kind of guy who likes to sling a little dick... Okay. You've got a couple of girls just on the bubble on the background there. Now, <laughs> which one is going to pressure you to choose them as your nominated booty call and register it with the government? I wonder how many people are in that conversation right now. So I tried to register us, but it said that you've already registered someone. And I said, no, there must be some kind of mistake. He's only dating me. Like, does that sound weird to you? Oh, yeah, sure, babe. It's weird. Who is it? No, no one. No one. No one. Or what if you've been in a long-term relationship with a girlfriend or a boyfriend and, you know, this is an opportunity to progress your relationship to the next level? At least they see it that way because it's a big commitment. 
you know, admitting to the government that you're only going to sleep with this one person. <laughs> and no, you're not getting married. But we just like to keep a track of who's fucking who for COVID reasons. Or COVID safety. Isn't that a good rule? Things are happening. How about this? I've seen my fair share of kind of hood rat um, inner city American 90s movies based around basketball courts to know that this is fucking bullshit, nigga. Look at this. Basketball hoops removed and park lights turned off in southwest Sydney. Ladies and gentlemen, they're taking the basketball rings away. Because... (laughs) Because people might gather there and shoot a few hoops, so we can't have that. It's, drum boy in the chat, this has got to be a troll. This is not a troll. This is real. We'll get to Victoria a little later on. Victoria just uh, closed up all of the kiddies' playgrounds because they said that, you know, these, these playgrounds are dangerous because the mothers get down there and they have a conversation while their kids are playing on the playground. So, the, so how they address that is they go around and they start locking up all of the playgrounds so you can't use them now. <laughs> I mean, first you had the carrot. First it was all about, you know, here's free weed, here's free beer, here's free donuts. Now comes the padlocks. Now comes the fucking stick. And it's happening on a daily basis. Look at this. Police have called. <laughs> I can't believe I'm reading this, man. Police have called for park lights to be switched off and basketball hoops to be removed from public courts to limit the numbers of people moving about. I can't, I can't do this. To limit the numbers of people moving about in areas of southwest and western Sydney where open space is at a premium. So we're locking people up in their houses for at least 23 hours a day if, if we can manage it, preferably 23 hours a day. And then you get your one hour a day exercise slash yard time. If you've been behaving yourself. Now, if you haven't been behaving yourself and you've been, you know, getting out and about, then we may whisk you up and take you off to what we call a quarantine facility, ladies and gentlemen. A quarantine hotel for, a, you know, a nice little stay in the hotel instead. In, an indefinite stay on some occasions. So... You do want to behave yourselves out there. (laughs) So we're locking people up for 23 hours. They get one hour yard time. And you think to yourself, you know what? I'm a 19-year-old dude. I'm going to grab my basketball and head off down to the court and shoot a few hoops. I've got an hour. I'm going to go play horse or something down at the courts. (laughs) Next thing you know, oh, hey, hey, this this is an illegal gathering down here. Mind you, we put the basketball courts in in the first place to stop young people from, you know, committing wanton destruction and petty crimes. <laughs> like, we openly admit that. We bribe inner city kids and kids in poor suburbs. We say, look, here's a, you know, here's a skate park and here's a basketball court. Now stop, you know, pushing each other around in shopping carts, spray painting walls and throwing bricks at things. And the kids go, okay, thanks to the basketball court. So we're locking them up for 23 hours and now we're taking the hoops off the off the basketball rings <laughs> because they're using them. <laughs> I 
I mean, these boys have the hide to think that they're, you know, allowed to use their local recreational facilities. Well, we've got to treat them, we've got to teach them a lesson, don't we? Because it's all about keeping people safe, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of keeping people safe, um, you know, pride of the Australian police forces, ladies and gentlemen, our local one, cracking down on these dangerous criminals. Let's have a look. Teams, Australian Defence Force and New South Wales Police working together yeah, uh, on the yeah. back of contact tracing information. Uh, went to a home in southwest Sydney uh, yesterday morning yeah. and found a person uh, that should be there, wasn't there. They made a number of inquiries uh, and not that long after that person returned to the front of the house in a motor vehicle. Mm. Uh, that person was spoken to by police and ADF, was issued a penalty infringement notice. Yep. Uh, stated that he'd... Uh, hopped in his car and went out for uh, some fresh air uh, and hadn't uh, been anywhere else. But the point is that if you are going to behave like this, uh, yesterday over 2,300 um, houses visited, if you're going to behave like this, if you're going to step outside the health orders, yep. um, you will be checked on uh, and Check you them. will uh, get an infringement notice and that person yep. will continue to be checked on and make sure that they comply. will be checked on. That's the main thing. Uh, you know, this kind of biological savagery by these people who think, I mean, these people think they have a right to get in their car and go for a drive. I mean, what, what the fuck is wrong with them, honestly? Don't they know they're putting everyone at risk? Minister of Fun, Kimmy with the Diamond, only need to target a few to control the many. Oh, no, I think most people are just cool with it. Kimmy, that's the that's the heartbreaking part. Um, most people don't care about the civil liberties discussion at all, at all. What you'll find here is, you know, the debate is, you know, perhaps at least to some degree, artificially tuned to, you know, you either want, you 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 either want everybody to die, or you unquestionably believe that locking people in their homes for months and months on end, as long as it takes, is, you know, the only way to deal with it. And that's it. That's the only debate that's allowed to be aired now. So what's happened is this, this conversation in this country is completely transitioned. You know, whether it's intentional or otherwise, I'll let other people decide that for themselves. But the conversation is, in this country now has... It's positioned more to... You know, it's less about the health aspects and it's more about the, you know, the policing aspects, the law enforcement aspects. That's the, that's the part of the conversation that's constantly evolving now. Winning TV with a diamond, the thin blue line, baby. We love our cops. Our law enforcement. We love our military. They're important. I thought this was fun. Just, just getting, just getting little updates here, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you're wondering about the infringement notices, I've got good news. So recently the fine went up from 1000 to 3000 So here's, um, you know, here's an announcement from the Deputy Commissioner. 579 infringement notices were issued in the last 24 hours. It is a large number, but it's just reflective of Commissioner Fuller's commitment to policing. <laughs> And compliance around public health orders. I mean, the fact that we're, we've handed out nearly 600 uh, infringement notices just proves what a good job we're doing. 
it proves how right we are. <laughs> you know what I mean? So at 579 infringement notices at conservatively 3000 bucks a pop because I think they have just gone up and there would be some infringement notices I think that probably worth more than 3000 So 579 at 3000 uh, bucks a pop, ladies and gentlemen, is a cool $1.7 million in 24 hours raised. How do you like that? Who knew that you could make so much money keeping people safe? I had no idea. I'm in the wrong fucking game. I'm in the wrong business. 1.7 mil in 24 hours. Hey, looking good. <laughs> Just money to feed back into the system to, you know, get more... Get more surveillance, get more boots on the ground. Because, you know, we've got to keep people safe. This thing's going to keep going, you know what I mean? One more little notice here, a tweet from the police themselves. Uh, police are aware of unauthorised protest activities planned for this weekend. Do not, and not as in all caps, attend. Public safety is our first priority and you will be fined or arrested if you turn up. Guess what? <laughs> Excuse me, am I allowed to protest on the weekend? No, no, unfortunately. Uh, lockdown is in effect. The health regulations are, you know, kind of running point on this. So, unfortunately, no, you can't attend the protest or you will be arrested. Okay, but I thought people had a right to protest. They do have a right to protest. Good. Can I protest the lockdown? No, you can't. I'm sorry. There's a lockdown. <laughs> Do you ever get the feeling that your mind is turning into custard as you think? Do you ever get the feeling like you're standing like at the edge of a well and you can't see the bottom of it? And you're teetering, teetering on the edge, reaching out for somebody who isn't there. So thank you for keeping us safe. That's wonderful. Oh, speaking of safety, I think you'll appreciate this. Construction of Mickleham quarantine camp starts. So we're now, you know, I, we can safely say in 2021, uh, literally building camps. I don't know what to tell you. The construction of the quarantine camp has begun and we're all very excited. Construction is underway at Melbourne Centre for national... And that, this is the funniest part. They've called the quarantine centre the Centre for National Resilience. <laughs> I mean, that's the shit that would make Goebbels stand up and clap. Make Satan himself blush with embarrassment, with feelings of inadequacy for what an evil fucking genius you are to come up with that. Ah, the Centre for National Resilience. Sounds strong. The unwieldy name given to the new quarantine facility in Mickleham, with the camp set to open by the end of the year. So it's not even going to be open till the end of the year. So they have been telling us, mm, you know what, to get out of lockdown might be Christmas. Oh dear. Yes, unfortunately, we're going to be struggling this with, you know, well into 2022, I'm afraid. Oh, okay. They have been saying these things, if you're paying attention. And wouldn't you know it, hey, just just so happens we've got a nice little quarantine camp that's going to be finished by the end of the year. 
Because then, of course, we'll have to use it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not building it just to sit there. You better get your money's worth out of that thing. Start loading them in. A community engagement session was held earlier this week. Oh, good community engagement session. <laughs> a community engagement session was held. It's basically where they sit you down and give you the sales pitch and then kind of dismiss the concerns that you have because it's already started being built. So they don't really care what you think. Otherwise, they would have asked you before they sent in the fucking bulldozers, but they don't. They, they, st- they start the bulldozing first and then they don't have a community, you know, um, they don't have a community engagement session. It's a community lecture. They sit you down and they're like, right, listen to this. This is why we're doing this because it's fucking amazing. Let me show you a little bit of this. Thanks for the host. Thank you very much. A toast to the host who can boast the most raps. So keeping up with the new rules, because I know we all appreciate rules here. We like to keep each other safe. Let's have a look. Good evening. Oh. After eight weeks, we are in the worst position since the beginning of the pandemic. Really? And today the Premier had little hope. So it's even worse now. I thought it was going to get better. Sorry, sir. Guess again. To give. There were 478 cases and eight deaths, with Gladys Berejiklian yep. conceding it could be November before November. restrictions begin. Hey, just two more months, you guys. Just two more months. Sounds good. Hey, if you can last this long, you can last a little longer. We're all in this together. Two more months, you say? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm... I'm afraid we're going to have to trust the science on this one, sir. Oh, I keep hearing that. People keep telling me to trust the science. You know? But you're, kind of, you're pulling over random cars. You're pushing the date out by months at a time. It doesn't sound very scientific, what's happening here. Not at all. Uh, well, you know you know what they say. You've got to trust the experts. And we are the government, so we can pretty much do whatever we want. Well, that's reassuring. To ease. In the tally of disturbing days look in this. this wave of COVID in New South Wales, this was not what we wanted to hear. Our community <laughs> transmission numbers are disturbingly high. Disturbingly. Of the record 478 new... Disturbing. Disturbing, wouldn't you say, don't you think? I mean, it's all... Sh- it's shocking, really. <laughs> Uh, 5.4 million people live in this city, by the way. Might be a little more. New cases in the 24 hours to 8pm. Yep. Only 97 were in isolation Ooh. throughout their infectious period, wow. meaning up to 381 were infectious in the community for some or all of the time. Well, lucky no one's outside because the army is on the street then, huh? They must have been... These 381 people must have been everybody who was outside that day. <laughs> I mean, the army's going around knocking on people's doors. Hello there, citizen, just checking in, making sure everything's above above board. Is this your house? Can I see your ID, please? Too many people are infectious in the community. Yep. And it's it's worth saying yet again, ladies and gentlemen, I know we pointed out all the time, bold framed glasses. It's always bold framed glasses. Every single time. And it is critical that we all heed and take part in the actions we're required to undertake. Yep. 
Among the deaths we were told about today, three okay. men and a woman in their 80s, a man and woman in their 70s, and a man in his 40s. Love this jam. The 80-year-old woman was a resident of the Wyoming Residential Aged Care Facility at okay. Summer Hill yep. and is the third to die from an outbreak there. Third. The 70-year-old man was a patient in the geriatric ward at Liverpool Hospital yep. and is the eighth death linked to that cluster. It's no good. Also today, the death of 15-year-old Osama Sutter. Now, this uh, was controversial here because this poor 15-year-old kid died in the hospital and... But it made a lot of people angry because the way they reported it, they initially reported it as a COVID death, but then, you know, as is so often the fucking case, you know, a couple of hours later, that had to be, let's call it adjusted. That had to be, that had to be worked. It had to be massaged uh, because it turned out uh, the poor kid, the poor lad had meninge, meningococcus, meningococcal, I don't know, the bad one, meningitis, meningitis. So he had meningitis. And so when they found that out, they started reporting it as the kid died with COVID, not from. And he also had, you know, another condition. And then people got angry at that because they knew the full story. So then it had to be adjusted again. It was quite something to behold. This all took place over like, you know, four or five hours. They had to keep adjusting, keep adjusting, keep adjusting until, until people stopped getting angry. <laughs> So now, eventually, what we're running with here is this. Linked to that cluster. Also today, the death of 15-year-old Osama Sutter. He was admitted with pneumococcal meningitis and died from that at Sydney Children's Hospital. He was also COVID positive. He Just snuck it in there at the end. So that's what they're running with now. He had been um, vaccinated against pneumococcal disease as a child, okay. but it is important to know that the vaccine may not have covered the particular strain that was involved in his death. You're not very good at this, are you? <laughs> She's not. Because isn't the point supposed to be, you know, messaging to get people to get the vaccine, right? Isn't that what we're trying to do here? And you say, well, the okay, so the kid didn't die of... Um, COVID necessarily, but he did die of meningitis and he was vaccinated against that, but this might have been a different strain. <laughs> there must have been people off the side of the stage going, what the fuck is she doing out there? Shut the fuck up. Just say everybody needs to get vaccinated. Just say the line, Bart. Say the line. <laughs> this is all reassuring and comforting. I mean, they're doing such a wonderful job protecting us. It's telling that from the start of this outbreak, 70% of those infected have been aged under 40. Really telling. And it is in western and southwestern Sydney that the focus for concern remains. Yeah. Marylands, Guildford, yeah. Granville, Blacktown, yeah. Mount Druitt, Yaguna, Greenacre and Bankstown. That is a big chunk of western Sydney right there. That's got to be well over a million people. Gypsy of diamonds with a diamond. Vanda just steals a diamond, Gypsy. She says, what a lying cunt. I would never say that, though, because we trust the science here. All right, anyway, let me show you this. Let's get to the fun part. Let's get to the compliance, the policing compliance crackdown, ladies and gentlemen. Have a look at this shit. Vaccinated. 
The police commissioner is making no apologies for his no warning approach in the biggest COVID crackdown to disrupt the... No apologies, no warnings. Get fucked, citizens. (laughs) Because the state... When the state got announced it was going into lockdown, believe it or not, they got the the entire state of about, what, eight, nine million people, something like that, they got around three or four hours notice before the state was locked up. So they basically came out at lunchtime and said, at five o'clock today, we're shutting everything down. And everyone was like, oh, what? What are fucking? You know, spitting steak out of your mouth. Oh? Five o'clock? Yes, that's right. Five o'clock. That's all the notice you get. <laughs> I'm sure you'll make arrangements. And that was, what, a week ago? And they're talking, by the way, that was a week ago, and they're since talking like, oh, look, we're, we're probably going to have to push this out to November now. Oh, right. Gee, I wish I, got, I wish I got more than three hours notice for something that's going to keep me a prisoner in my own home for the next three months. That would have been handy. No. It's not like... We don't, we don't even give people a, a chance to catch their breath right now. That's the hardest thing to kind of describe for you guys. If you're listening in the States or somewhere where it's a little more lax, it, it, it's like being in a washing machine. Because every day something changes. Every day a rule changes. Every day there's a new... And it's just, it's battering. It's constant. It's nonstop. It doesn't matter what time of the day I jump in my truck, right? If I if I jump in my truck and turn the radio on, it's the same topic. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's seven o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock at night or two in the morning. It doesn't matter. It's every channel, all the time, constantly. And it's stuff like this as well. Right, this is all about compliance. You've got to follow the rules. Disrupt the Delta strain. Almost 20,000 officers and soldiers will saturate the state over the next 21 days. Great. Soldiers. 20,000 uh, cops and soldiers hitting... His, his exact words were saturating the state. <laughs> They're just going to be everywhere. Troops... Riot squad, all dressed up in the uniforms, in the fatigues. It's going to be everywhere. You won't be able to escape it. It's going to saturate you. With hefty new fines. Hefty new fines. Fantastic. Checking in on a positive case at Greystains. Okay. Police in full PPE as they break the news to Gabe. I mean, they're showing up with bulletproof vest on pepper spray, firearm, obviously, right? Full vest, full tool belt, all the accessories with face masks and shit on and just just like kind of a surgical coat draped over the front of you to blend in, I suppose. So, So as to not alarm the person that you're currently talking to. So it gets better. Have a look. So you... So this guy's been approached by three armed policemen in his front yard, okay? With hefty new fines now in force. Checking in on a positive case at Greystains. Checking in. Police in full PPE as they break the news to Gabriel Chalu. He's off to a health hotel. He's off to a health hotel. And I want to be very clear here. 
off to a health hotel is how this particular report describes police coming to your house and taking you and putting you in a facility. So they they come, they knock on your door and say, sir, you have to come with us now. I'm afraid, no, you can't stay here. You've got to come with us into our facility. Sounds safe, says Daryl. So what do we call it? The health hotel. (laughs) (laughs) The fucking health hotel. Oh, well, looks like Johnny's off for a little stay in the health hotel. (laughs) Wave goodbye, children. I'm sure he'll be back at some point. They break the news to Gabriel Chalu. He's off to a health hotel. He's off to well, a I got tested for peace of mind. Didn't get a text message that I'm positive or negative. And uh, yeah, next, uh, about a week after, I've got police calling me. So I don't know, maybe it's a mix up. <sighs> maybe it is. <laughs> so for peace of mind, he off his own back went and got tested for coronavirus, right? He says, I didn't even get a text message or anything positive or negative after it. And then a week later, the police are calling him. Next thing you know, they're there to pick him up and take him away. You're coming with us. A week later. Nah, mate, I just went down, got a test for peace of mind. Didn't even send me a text message, negative or positive. And then a week later, the police are calling me, so... And that's how it goes. Remember, we covered the story in South Australia where the woman apparently caught COVID from a restaurant and, you know, she didn't even have symptoms. They said in the report she was asymptomatic. But because she was pinged on some fucking, you know, uh, you know, you, everybody's got to check in. So they know when everybody's in a particular area at a particular time. She just happened to be in the area, you know, might have sat down, might have sat down for lunch. Next thing you know, they're picking her up and taking her off to a quarantine facility where she must now stay. Because we've got to separate you from your family, you see. Got to get you out of the house. They, they've been saying for months and months, and they keep saying it, the household is the most dangerous area, right? You've heard American politicians saying it. Oh, it's all about households spreading from one house to the other. The politicians here are saying it, and this is what this kind of stuff is geared towards. No, no, we've got to get the person out of the house. You know, when some people were bringing this up, you know, raising this point 12 months ago or whatever, uh, you know, it was summarily dismissed. The usual shit, the usual shtick, the routine, conspiracy theorist, whack job, whatever. And, you know, here we are. And they're just kind of knocking on the door one, uh, you know, come. Excuse me, Mr. Bumper. Uh, we've been reviewing your information here from a week ago. You got a test. Yes, I'm afraid you actually did have it. And now you have to come with us. <laughs> uh, what? Fuck is this? No, I'm afraid you must come with us right now. It's very important. Got to get you out of the house. This is my house. Yes, we understand that, but not for the next couple of weeks. It's, hey, it's just two more weeks, bro. Just two more weeks, you guys. Confused but happy to comply. He's he's confused. The, the, the way they describe this poor guy, he's confused but happy to comply. <laughs> and let him be a fine example to you fucking science deniers out there. You think you have a right to even quarantine in your own house? Let's let's get one thing clear here. You know, you don't have to agree, but you do have to comply. <laughs> 
then got tested for peace of mind. Yeah. Didn't get a text message that I'm positive or negative. And yeah. uh, yeah, next, uh, about a week after, I've got police calling me. So, Good times, I don't know, maybe huh? it's a mix-up. Confused but happy to comply, the concrete heads off for an indefinite stay. <laughs> That's right. If you thought, you know what, you know what, before you take me away, can I just speak to my wife and kids for a moment quickly? Okay. Don't worry, kids. Daddy's going to be home in a couple of weeks, okay? Uh, actually, sir, <laughs> uh, we can't say for sure how long you're going to be. What do you mean? Well, we are. it is an indefinite stay. <laughs> like, there's no ceiling on it. There's no ceiling. <laughs> Iceman in the chat. He seems thrilled. <laughs> no, no, no. He's confused but happy to comply, Russ. <laughs> he's confused but happy to comply. He's being he's being whisked off to the health hotel. He's being whisked off to the health hotel. <laughs> For quote an indefinite stay. <laughs> It's, it's like, you know, it's like that Simpsons, the horror one where they're eating, you know, they're eating all the children. <laughs> You've been sentenced to indefinite detention. <laughs> oh, good luck. Health hotel. I went and got tested for peace of mind. Didn't get a text message. Didn't get a positive message. Or negative. And uh, yeah, next, uh, about a week after I've got police calling me. So Beautiful. I don't know, maybe it's a mix up. Confused Probably a mix but up, mate, happy yeah. to comply, the concrete heads off for an indefinite stay. An indefinite stay in the quarantine hotel. Well, you know, you better do what you're told because otherwise things are going to get serious. 200 troops were deployed across Australia's biggest city, Sydney, on Monday to enforce the city's eighth week of a COVID-19 lockdown. I remember having a, a you know a discussion with a friend who said no no they're only going to come down you know they they're going to be helping to do administrative things and they're just helping out they're just helping out I said well the army is trained to enforce things so why else would they be here if not to enforce something and of course I was told I'm being too, too dramatic and stuff uh, this isn't some right wing conspiracy website by the way this is Reuters ladies and gentlemen. And this is their choice of words. 200 troops were deployed across Australia's biggest city, Sydney, on uh, Monday uh. to enforce the city's eighth week of a COVID-19 lockdown. Okay, so we're enforcing the lockdown. Okay. Nah, it's just conspiracy. Fake news, bro. Fake news. New South Wales Premier hints at freedoms for people vaccinated against COVID. <laughs> Freedom for the vaccinated. People who are fully vaccinated against coronavirus in New South Wales, listen how casually this is just thrown about. People who are, vac are fully vaccinated against coronavirus in New South Wales, quote, may have more freedom than those who are unvaccinated come September and October. Oh, look, they just might have more freedom than you. What's the big deal, bro? <laughs> Two-tiered society. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian hinted once the state gets to 6 million doses, 
fully vaccinated people may be able to partake in, quote, low-risk activity. Thank you. They're so generous with it. I mean, if you think about it, if we just go through a couple of couple more months of lockdown and then we take our vaccine, if 80% of it has taken the vaccine by then, maybe in, you know, three months, six months, they said that they're going to let us do low-risk activities again. You know, what I love most about the government is they're just so generous with us. They're so giving. They really do care. I have always set ourselves a target of getting to 6 million jabs by the end of August. And I'm so pleased that we're going to get there with a bit of room to spare as well. That will mean that we can consider opportunities for people who are fully vaccinated in September and October. Good news. Opportunities for the vaccinated. Wow. And obviously, of course, by definition, that would mean removing opportunities from those who haven't, you know, done the right thing. For those who haven't complied, perhaps. I'll be able to convey as soon as we get closer to that August 28 day and as soon as we know where things are in terms of case numbers and the areas of concern. Berejiklian added, once the state gets a vaccination rate of 70 or 80%, harsh restrictions will be lifted. So basically, if you don't go out and do it, we're going to keep you in lockdown until you do. This is the stick. First you had the carrot, then comes the stick. Your winter is just around the corner. Because even countries around the world with 80% double dose still rely on QR codes, mask wearing in certain settings, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. We're not getting rid of anything. It's all staying. Have a look at this. It doesn't mean that we'll be living the way we are now. We'll be living life a bit freer, but the level of freedom will depend on the case numbers at the time. This is an elected official in a Western liberal democracy saying that your level of freedom depends on how many case numbers we have of COVID that day. So if the case number is too high, we take some of your freedom away. If the case number gets low, we give you a little freedom back. Just like that. So your freedom will be circumstance only. Your freedom is conditional from now on. It doesn't mean that we'll be living the way we are now. Of course we'll not. be living life a bit freer. A bit but freer. The level of You'll have a little bit more freedom. Stop complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think they're enjoying this, don't you? I'm, start th- I'm starting to think they're kind of getting the hang of this now. Freedom will depend on the case numbers at the time. Oh, that's good. In some countries, un- which is not a, not the strategy of the uh, National Cabinet or the New South Wales government, in some countries, once they get to a particular rate of vaccination, no. they don't care. They just say you have complete freedom, <laughs> don't check in, don't do anything else, and then they see thousands of people with the, with the virus. We're not about that. So even if it gets to 70 or 80% vaccinations, ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't mean that we're going to stop doing lockdowns. 
I mean, there's some crazy people out there who think just because everybody is vaccinated that they have some kind of freedom. I mean, they're nuts out there. These people, are cra- they're insane. How could they think such things? How about this? Let's get to Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, the Victorians, the Victorians are now right back down in the hole with us. At first, they were kind of wagging their finger and gloating a little bit. And now they're in their sixth lockdown, which makes them the most lockdown city anywhere on planet Earth. Proud, Another little proud little one for the history books there for my young country, Australia. Get a good, go, go get them, boys. You earned this. The most lockdown city on planet Earth. Uh, they've now introduced a curfew, which if you consider, you know, the two laws, the law that we opened up, the new rule that we opened up the show with tonight, of course, is, you know, you have to register with the government if you want a friend to come and visit you at your house now. And you're only allowed to have one friend who's allowed to come and visit. That's it. You, and you have to nominate them with the government. And then obviously they'll approve or disapprove. Like, mm, okay, don't have a problem with him. But now... If you're in Melbourne, ladies and gentlemen, there's now a 9pm curfew as well. So you have to first ask the government's permission if you're allowed to have your friend over. And then if you are allowed to have them over, they have to be, you know, at home and in bed before lights out. (laughs) I'm not even lying. I'm not even joking. I'm not hamming it up. I'm not being sarcastic in any way. That's what's happening. Make sure you go home before the light, street lights come on. Wouldn't want to get in trouble. And this would reflect poorly on me, you see, because you're my nominated buddy. You're the one that's allowed to come over. So don't fuck this up or they won't let me have another friend over. Because <laughs> they won't trust me anymore. Thank you for keeping me safe. Good evening. In just three hours, Melbourne will be back under curfew. It will be illegal to be outside your home after 9pm. <laughs> Desperate measures. Twenty. It says on the screen for the podcast audience, 22 cases, desperate measures. I mean, things are getting fucking hairy out there, mate. Desperate. In a return to the country's harshest COVID regulations, oh, as you. the Delta outbreak refuses to relent, mm. lockdown's been extended for at least another two weeks. Just two more weeks, you guys! It's just two more weeks! Just two more weeks, you guys. What are you worried about? But I thought this lockdown was only supposed to be two more weeks. Yes, but then they extended it for two more weeks. So it's a month. No, it's two more weeks. Two more weeks, you guys. Stop bitching about it. Delta outbreak refuses to relent. Lockdown's been extended for at least another two weeks, two weeks. after the Premier, furious <laughs> at COVID rule breakers, tightened restrictions. He's furious at the COVID rule breakers. State political reporter Mark Santomartino. Let's have a look. I don't Illegal pa- I don't want to see him angry. Parties and pub crawls, leaving millions in lockdown with an almighty hangover. Really? choices. Ooh. <laughs> He is very cranky, isn't he? Those are shitty choices. I'm fucking furious with you. So, 
you have to register with the government if you want a friend to come over and visit you to get their approval first, right? If your friend is allowed to come over, then they must be home before 9pm because that's when lights out, you see. And you can't be on the street after 9pm because that's illegal. And the leader of the state now talks to you like you are the child you're being treated like. I'm furious with you. (laughs) Shut up, Dad. (laughs) He's angry dad. He's the dad of the state. But they love it. They can't get enough. They love him. It's like, oh, you know, you've seen that meme going around. Govern me harder, daddy. (laughs) They can't get enough of this guy. Brawls leaving millions in lockdown with an almighty hangover. They are choices. And they will keep us all locked down for longer than we should be. (laughs) No, you you do that, though. (laughs) So someone, you know, standing there drinking a beer. You're the reason we're in lockdown. Who remembers us talking about it on the show, remember? At some point in the future, the virus won't be the thing that's evil. Free- the virus won't be the dangerous thing. The dangerous thing is people thinking they have too much freedom. Freedom is the thing that we need to stamp out. Freedom is the thing that's causing the virus to spread, not the virus, right? Hey, you know, there's nothing we can really do about the virus except get vaccinated and social distance and stuff, but what we can do is stop you. See what I'm saying here? Freedom's the real problem. I mean, if everybody just stayed locked in their homes for the next few months, then we'd probably come out on top and everything would be hunky-dory. Why don't they just listen? I'm angry. We're all angry. We're all angry. I'm pretty calm. (laughs) Should I be angry? I know you can get in trouble now for not taking it seriously enough, which is apparently an accusation. If, if you don't take it seriously enough, you can now be labelled as like missing, a misinformation merchant or something equally stupid. Believe it or not. Oh, he's trying to he's trying to minimise the threat. That's what people. This is what people talk like now. They talk like unemployed pharmacists. Will not end for at least another two weeks. Mm-hmm. The Premier bringing back a nine o'clock curfew Good. on Brett Sutton's advice. Yep. We are. So this is, Brett Sutton is their Fauci in Victoria. Have a listen to this. The Premier bringing back a nine o'clock curfew on Brett Sutton's advice. Yep. We are right on the cliff edge here, but that if we can pull back from it, uh, we can absolutely get to the finish line that we know we want to get to. <laughs> what does that mean? He is Mr. Metaphor. Excuse me, Professor, Doctor, whatever. <laughs> how many vaccines would you say? How many? What's the uh, acceptable rate of vaccination? Do you think when we can start thinking about you know opening up back up again and getting our our economy moving again? What would you say is the appropriate level of vaccination in the community? Would you say? Well, I think we're standing on a cliff face right now, and we're looking down. And what we've got to do is come together and make sure we tackle this thing head on. That way we can get to the finish line where we want to be. <laughs> this is this is what the man talks like. He has his own fucking language. And But again, you know, if you're a person of even below average intelligence, you'll hear that and go, he's just talking gibberish. <laughs> he's not even actually answering it. He's not saying anything. He's just sticking a bunch of words together. But you'll look to the person next to you with a kind of sympathetic, knowing look 
Like this person's going to share in this, you know, mockery with me. And they're, they're sitting there clapping their fucking tits off, saying what a great job, how inspiring it is. Thank you for keeping me safe. Chief Health Officer backing a rule he famously didn't recommend last year. Yeah, that's a lot a of that going The Police Association doesn't support. They are really, really under the pump at the moment mm. uh, and it's starting to wear thin. The time for discretion is over. We will be issuing infringements. On-the-spot fines of more than $1,800 will apply to new rules, including a two-person exercise limit and a ban on removing your mask to drink alcohol. (laughs) I'm just going to let that one... I'm just going to let that one sit with you for a moment. See what you think. Chew on that. What do you think of that? You are now banned from taking your mask off if you're drinking alcohol. So, yes, before you ask, if you drink a cafe latte, fine. If you drink a hot chocolate or a chockey milk, fine. If you drink a Pepsi or a Coke, fine, fine, fine. Everything's fine. Get yourself a, you know, get yourself a, I don't know, a vodka cruiser or something or a beer. Uh Uh-oh. You've got to suck that shit through your mask, mate. Well, people are saying beer straws. I've got an even better solution. How about this? Um, Just pour liquor into your morning fucking coffee. Done. So not only will you get past this, you know, not only will you loophole the shit out of that, that that ridiculous order, leave your mask on. (laughs) You can't take your mask off if you're drinking alcohol. I mean, they they really are getting unhinged at this point. But, you know, (laughs) be that the case, then just put the alcohol in the coffee cup. So you can get away with it, and then you can be drunk in the morning. And isn't that what we really want, all of us? Isn't that the most important thing? Not hang around and turn the footpath into a pub. Pubs are shut for a reason. Playground. And a ban on removing your mask to drink alcohol. Not hang around and turn the footpath into a pub. Pubs are shut for a reason. Playgrounds are back off limits too, despite being outdoors. Closing the playgrounds. Parents are congregating and children spreading the virus. It's simply impossible to disinfect the space between different groups. To keep them physically active, we just have to be more creative and dig deep, but it's going to be hard. Permits for authorised workers will also return. Major construction sites will be cut to 25% capacity, while only five workers will be allowed on smaller projects. We haven't seen transmission on construction sites, but we don't want to wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) You had to be quick for that one. And I'm going to get out of here because I don't want to step over uh, Phil and Kitty B, who are coming up next, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Shout out to everyone who contributed tonight, by the way. Thank you for sharing the show out. Uh, thank you to the ROTC guys for the shout out earlier today, even though I missed it. Um, <laughs> yeah. We haven't actually seen any transmission on the building sites yet, but we're going to do it just in case. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Going to be hard. Permits for authorised workers will also return. Major construction sites will be cut to 25% capacity, while only five workers will be allowed on smaller projects. Yep. We haven't seen transmission on construction sites, but we don't want to wait for it. Perfect. <laughs> How the fuck do you like that? All right. I'm getting out of here. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow our friends. DLive.tv slash TV coming up next. Uh, Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra. 
Everyone's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, will be on later tonight. JJ Stoner, Joy Pessy, Sunday Night Shit Show, Frozen Asian. Uh, the Iceman, the Iceman, double four, double three. Major Tom, did I mention Major Tom? Don't forget about Major Tom. Royce Lopez was in here earlier today. Give Daywave a follow, ladies and gentlemen. Odyssey, YouTube, what have you. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night, 6pm, because I've got more stuff that I didn't even get to tonight. So how about we pick it up where we left it off tonight, tomorrow at 6pm. If you'll have me. If not, then fucking don't worry about it and I'll see you next time. So till tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, 6pm. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Well, he wanted everyone to know Semper Reloaded. Don't forget him. He gets sad. Uh...